Yo. Hello, gentlemen. Sam, Ryan. That's right. Bass will be calling in shortly. I don't know what he's doing, but. Got to put the boy down. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what was it? And and slam this dinner. It was like Wedding Crashers when Will Ferrell's like, I don't know what she does in there, man. That's how I feel about (laughs) Remember where she's back there? Mom, the meatloaf, we want it. He's like, I don't know what she does back there all day. It's like that's how I feel about bass. I don't know what you know. He's what, doing. You know what I think it is? I think I think bass takes an hour a day to do anything besides just like sit on the couch. And when he knows we have we're doing a podcast, I think he takes that hour. To go, okay, well, I have fifteen minutes of things to do today, so I can't spend an hour on the podcast. So I'm going to squeeze it all in. So whatever time they're starting, I'll do my other fifteen minutes of chores before <laughs> right. they begin, so I don't have to exceed that one hour. It's weird. <clears throat> And I don't really want to get off on the uh, base tangent like we typically do. <laughs> you don't? I, I don't. <laughs> um, but I've never... At first, I thought, okay, he's actually got stuff to do. Like, this, my thought process has morphed so much because he hasn't been on for the beginning of a podcast in, like, six months. But at first, I was like, oh, he must really have stuff to do. Then I thought, okay, he's just transitioning because he wants to do some, like... He, he must. He either doesn't want to be on for the whole thing or he wants to make, like, a... Uh, he wants to make an entrance by coming on late, <laughs> and now I'm just confused. Like now, I I, I can't figure out why he can't well, be well, here right, for the start of right. any podcast. Here, here's why it's confusing because we do this podcast between any anywhere between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Chicago time, and some weeks we do it at six, some weeks we do it at seven. Like today, we're doing it at 6 p.m. Chicago time, so it should be posted at like I don't know 7:15 or something, whatever. If we do it at eight o'clock, base isn't ready. If we do it at nine o'clock, he's not ready. If we do it at six, like it doesn't matter what time we do it. Oh right, well that's yes, exactly. That's led to the confusion as well. Like it's an arbitrary. I need, I need. I'll jump on in fifteen minutes. <laughs> do you think he looks at the podcast as a like? You know how I count things down. Like if I have plans to do something that I don't want to do, I'm like oh, and then I'm counting down. If if I have to do something next Wednesday, I'm thinking about it today. Right. And it's a big. You think the podcast is a countdown situation for base? I don't know. I, I really don't. It's, it's getting harder and harder to, to figure out how he operates or what he thinks. It really is. I love how we usually spend the beginning of the podcast talking about base, and then he calls in, and and well, then when we say the same what, stuff. That's what you do, though. And and Abe, you, you remember Woody? Sam, you guys remember Woody, right? Woody from your station, yeah. Yeah, we used to work at Q101 with him. Um, they do a thing on their show, because I work with him at Alt 98.7 in L.A., they do a thing on their show where whenever someone's gone, like if someone calls off or someone's gone, they they do like an actual segment called Talking Smack Behind Their Back. <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> but we've been doing that for years. I know, and so... Did you tell Woody yeah, that we, we've been doing that? <laughs> no, but I, I just heard it like a couple, like two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, that, that, that's perfect. That's basically what we do, and... So I, I, and the reason I brought that up is just because maybe justification that we're not the only assholes. Yeah. So pretty much everyone, or at least Woody's crew and we are all assholes. At least, at least there's two groups of assholes. Yeah. Hold on. Sam's calling me. He must have dropped the call. Hold on. Sam's back. So Sam, basically, so I, I think I think Bass sent some kind of signal to my phone to mute me. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was saying that you know how we always talk smack about people who aren't on on the podcast. Oh yeah, no, I, I heard everything. I just couldn't, like I said, I, I, for whatever reason, you couldn't hear me. 
I had a lot of important things to say, and nobody responded. So, I, oh, you did well. Go ahead. You can say them now if you want. I forgot what they were already. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I I do really enjoy though. T- like smack talking is one of my favorite things to do. And I don't. Sure. I mean, there's people in our lives. I don't want to mention the names, but I've been talking smack about for years and years, and it never gets old. I mean, Ryan, you and I could go hours talking smack. Oh yeah. You just go from one person to the other, back to that first person again. Oh yeah. On to the next. <laughs> the best Abe, is when Abe you definitely Abe definitely specializes in it. The best is when you get someone new in your life that you get a lot of material for smack talking and you could just keep it going with a new character. Cause Sam and I will go back 30 years talking about the same people and we, and the same, like my friend Joe and I, even we talk about the same people, yeah. the same stories from 30 years ago. Abe, well, yeah. Well, or I 20 years like ago. The specific stories. Abe has a lot of those. He has a lot of very specific stories that if, if something happens in your life, if you're connected with Abe in some way, and something happens in your life that he finds amusing, he will like jot that down in memory, and will bring it up until the day we all die. Because <laughs> there's still things that happened between me and Abe when we were when we were little tots in the late '80s, early '90s that he's still bringing up like in like very explicit detail. <laughs> and a lot of it is like this really minor shit. Like what? Um, I don't, know, I don't know, you might talk about, like, a T-shirt I wore in third grade or, like, how <laughs> I didn't share, like, my RC with you. I mean, like, the little, Wait, little what? things are Wait, what about a, song the, what? I, a song I sang. It's always something stupid. It's always something really dumb that, oh. that for, for some odd reason, offended. Yeah, I know you're going to, again, like, you think these things are funny. I think they're just weird to people. Like, you talk about how maybe I was hanging out with. Somebody and didn't invite you. Oh, in, in a sandbox? Grade. That kid Roger, when you hung out with him in the sandbox yeah. and didn't invite like me this in? This kind of stuff. I, and, and again, I don't know if these things are even true or not. Ryan, have you I told know. that story when, when Sam and I were in day yes, camp? And, and, I've heard the Rogers Yeah, no, we've heard them all. It's embarrassing for you that you keep telling them. But wait, people Everyone might not wait. You can't all. you can't bring up a story like that and not mention because everyone doesn't listen to every single podcast. Yeah, but every really not, But only in your head are these stories entertaining. People hear these, they're like, "Wow, well, your let, brother let's, he's like a special needs hang on person <laughs> or something." It'll be thirty seconds. We'll let the listeners decide if it's interesting. Yeah, but they've all heard it. They've l- all l- heard thirty it. seconds. Thirty <laughs> seconds. Let me let me just new, now now that I built it up, welcome, I have to mention. Man, I, if you're new, welcome. And, Sam and I were in day camp. Sam and I were in day camp. We were like seven or eight years old. My mom said, anytime you guys go on a field trip, you and Abe have to be partners because Abe doesn't know anyone. And then one day, Sam was sitting next to this fat kid named Roger. He's like, Roger, me and Roger are partners. Me and Roger. Me and Roger. And then later on that day, they were in the sandbox together, and I had to walk home alone. And my grandma and I walked back to the park. Sam and Roger were in the sandbox together. What an awful story. I, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's really there's no, there's nothing compelling about that story at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. Me and Roger. Me and Roger. Me and Roger. I don't know if it's true, but if it is true, that story does nothing for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, it's just, it's a terrible story. There's like, there's no like peak. There's nothing compelling. There's, no one's going to invest in the characters. All you said about Roger was he's just this fat kid on the bus. There's no character development for Roger, and that's the <laughs> no. point. That's the point. He was he was a loser, and you dumped me for that kid. So I was just you. a little I was just a little <laughs> twink scared to be on the bus, and you were like, no, 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 you find your own partner. Wow. 
Me and Roger. It was like Ryan. You're, Ryan, you're like, Ryan, Ryan, your friend Abe is very ill. Ryan, it was like Forrest Gump when he walks on the bus. He's like, he is incredibly ill. Can't sit here. Seats taken. Yeah. Can't sit here. Yeah, now, there you go. And then, you go. and then Sam's like, uh, turning into Forrest Gump. Yeah. And then there was a little girl He's named Jenny. More closer to Forrest Gump. Then. Is it? Yeah. You could sit here if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of Forrest Gump, did you guys see Peyton Manning? During his press conference. Oh, it was, ri- it was ridiculous. Did you see the Forrest Gump or hear the Forrest Gump quote that he threw in? No, which one? He was like, how did he say it? He's like, well, it's, a, it's an important day. And like Forrest Gump says, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> did he really say that? Oh, my yeah. God. And he looks and wow. sounds like Forrest Gump. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, what other, you know, Hall of Fame athletes quote Forrest Gump to sign off their press conference. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then no, no. And then he said and then he said Omaha. He closed it up by saying Omaha for it didn't even make sense the way he said it. Yeah, no, I know. But I I just couldn't like what year was Forrest Gump released and like <laughs> when you're already sort of like a hick like that shouldn't be your go-to. No. Wait, let, wait, Ryan. Let's no. go through the evidence. He has the exact same haircut as Forrest Gump. The exact same <laughs> voice. The exact same face. They were wearing the same outfit that Forrest Gump was wearing when he was sitting on the park bench talking to that black football. lady. They, yep, they were both good football players. Yeah. They both have <laughs> women named Jenny. He's, he's, I think he, he's just like a happier, less intelligent Forrest Gump. That's all he really is. <laughs> More corporate sponsorship. You know, it's hard for me. I don't, you know, the steroid stuff, all the things you're about Peyton Manning, that stuff doesn't really sit with I mean, I don't really know what's true, but when I, when I, so when I saw him kiss Papa John after the Super Bowl, yeah. that's when I lost all respect for that. <laughs> I couldn't take him after that. I was happy after that that I decided to root for Cam Newton because uh, <laughs> if that's the first thing you want to do after your final game is kiss Papa John on the lips, then there's, <laughs> going on. there's something wrong. <laughs> it would have been funny if he was drinking like 12 Dr. Peppers during that press conference. I had me about 12 Dr. Peppers. <laughs> and then did you guys notice he quoted the Bible? And and I'd like to repeat this one more time. I don't want to believe in a God who cares about football. So whoever your God is, I don't think he or she cares about football. Again, I, I must repeat this. God doesn't care about football, Peyton. You're quoting the Bible like that's if okay. So if there is a God, right? Uh, as soon as I'm gonna make a great game called football, and these warriors will be tested through this game. What? It doesn't make sense. You're right. Any the, the, the worst part about it is like why would why would you pick and choose like winners and losers like. Whenever you win, you thank God, but when you lose and it like destroys your career, it's just like it's just God's plan. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So God, yeah. God hates Jay Cutler. Is that what, is that what he's yeah. saying? No, God, God does. No, God does hate Jay Cutler. <laughs> I, bet, I bet Jay I've Cutler. I bet Jay Cutler yeah. never quotes the Bible ever. I bet Jay Cutler is a atheist. I, <laughs> like he has any religion in his life at all. As it says in uh, First Corinthians. Uh, Always, always be on, be on your best guard when you're around your enemy. Thou, thou in your own life and guidance, and you know that the light shines on you through him. I am. All right, that's a great, that, that that's a very inspirational verse. That was great, Peyton. <laughs>
just like MMA fighters, yeah. boxers, first of all, praise be to God. God yeah. wants you to beat the crap out of someone yeah. for money. Yeah, in a cage in front of 10,000 <laughs> people. <laughs> God wants you to choke someone out in a cage for, for yeah. $6 million. <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan, before I talk about the fight, I just want to say thanks be to God. God put me here, and God wants me to do what I do. And then you see the other guy covered in blood, all messed up. Yeah, they're carrying him out on a stretcher. Well, well, Joe. God is great, isn't he? Yeah, Joe? it was God's will. It was God's will that I knocked this guy out cold and ruined his life. Oh, it's God's will I gave him a concussion. God wanted him to have holes in his brain. That was God's plan. The whole God's plan thing, it's all stuff that... If there is a God, he doesn't care about. No God would ever care about you doing anything athletic. Any totally. sport, anything. Baseball. Yeah, I, it was just God's plan for me to hit that triple. What? <laughs> Why? And how dare you say that with a straight face? Isn't that an insult if you if you believe in God? Isn't that an insult to you that God's helping this guy hit a triple? Like maybe the pitcher believes in the same God. Why? Why did he screw the pitcher over? <laughs> Doesn't totally. make sense. Yeah, I just think it was all part of God's plan for me to strike out in the third inning, but then to hit that triple in the sixth. Oh, as man. as uh, I want to thank Eli, uh, Marvin, uh, Edrin, James, Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh by the way, by the way, everyone, Omaha. Like in between, uh, in between thanking a bunch of irrelevant people with corporate sponsorships, he thanks Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he didn't he misuse Yahweh like if Joe Paterno was giving a speech? I wanna thank oh, I- all the boys and girls for coming by and we got jiggy with it. What? There's a complete. I'm saying he misused his own term the way some old guy would misuse uh, all the little boys and girls for coming out here and playing football. And you better put a ring on it. What do you What do you mean by that, Joe? Oh, the Beyonce song. Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. Because he said Omaha after he went through all of them. I, I want to go ahead and thank God. As he said in the book of uh, in the book of Mark, that the light shines on those who love him the most, and struggle is within <laughs> Omaha. Can <laughs> you make sense? Wouldn't it be remarkable if we actually looked up that verse and it had Omaha at the end of it? <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid press conference! If if he mentioned Omaha in the press conference, he failed in the press conference. Yeah. No, you're right. And yeah. how about John Elway? John Elway looked like he just got done eating at Fogo de Chao, like an all-you-can-eat Brazilian steakhouse. <laughs> I want what? What, what? What's he has a weird voice now? It sounds like he has like macaroni and cheese lodged in his throat. That, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was that was his God's plan for Elway. 
God, as you know, I'm a God-fearing man, and when I won my two <laughs> Super Bowls, it was God's plan for me to go out on top. John yeah, Elway is basically, as you know, I'm a God-fearing man. <laughs> John Elway is basically football's Jeremy Roenick at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Just you know, red and disheveled and like, you just like, look, I look at John Elway and I think hypertension. I don't even know what like, <laughs> You know he always puts his tongue between his fingers when he goes up to the cheerleader. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like a better looking Tony He's the kind of guy who always whispers inappropriate things in their ear, like, "Hey, those shorts would look nice next to my bed." Just joking. Unless you, unless you, unless you take them off. Uh, uh, Peyton's God fearing man like me. And we both each one, two, four all together. And I've got to tell a quick story. When I first got Peyton out here, oh, excuse the voice, I'm sick. When I first got Peyton out here to Denver, I told him that God had a plan and that maybe parallel universes would come together and God's plan would come true here in Denver. He was in Miami and he was here. And I told him God's will will have him score that final touchdown here for the Broncos. Without further ado, Peyton Manning. I think uh, I want to thank John Elway for the uh, warm reception. I want to thank God, uh, dear Lord, for what you've done. You've brought me and Papa John together. Uh, have a cold Budweiser. And uh, thanks be to God. Omaha. Funny. There's so many weird things going on right now. Okay, Maria Sharapova testing positive for steroids. Peyton Manning retiring. Why? You know what's weird about that? Why is that like a national story? I mean, who, who cares about? Well, stars? how many female? Like, how many? But is that really? Okay, okay, maybe that makes sense. This is a female. We're not used to. But that, she that she won Wimbledon. Tennis, she's but. she's a huge tennis player. I mean, I think she sucks lately. Oh, she, okay. she was a she was a very popular tennis player. If Serena Williams, if Serena Williams tested positive for steroids, this would have been a million times bigger. Well, yeah, people know who she is. I mean, that makes a little bit more sense. I, I just didn't know Maria, Maria Sharapova was a household name. Yeah, she's 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 pretty popular. I mean, Nike dropped her today, so she's she's but, big but enough to have a Nike here's endorsement. Here's my question, though. I mean, if you're if we're believing what she said, and I haven't heard anything to the to the contrary, the medication she tested positive for was like a something that's been yeah. legal. Until now. Yeah, it was added to the band list, and it's not like it was, you know, like a performance-enhancing drug. It was like helping her health, right? Didn't she have a couple health issues, and it helped her health? Yeah, she said she's been using it for like 10 years. So what is it? But, I mean, if she's been using steroids for her health for 10 years. Oh, uh, yeah. this designer steroid yeah. wasn't banned I, until now. But I thought it was something for, like, low blood sugar or hypoglycemia or something. Like, it didn't seem like it was, you know... I don't. It didn't seem like it was anything. And who knows? Maybe she's lying. I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, doesn't everyone lie? Like when Sammy Sosa tested. Well, when they they were questioning him, all of a sudden he forgot how to speak English. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and no. didn't someone else say that it was just a cream? Like, oh, it was just rubbing lotion on my hands and it contained steroids or something. Who yeah. said it was cream? Barry Bonds. Yeah, like, the, oh, yeah, the cream in the clear. Yeah, yeah. I, all I knew is he put lotion on my shoulder. Yeah, and then your shoulder looked like a rhinoceros's <laughs> hip. 
You you didn't you didn't think there was something going on when your shoulder looked like a rhino hip? Right. Every time uh, you get the lotion and you'd grow. You know, you're gonna have to talk to Rodney about that. He's the one who put the cream in the clear on me. It's either that or they don't talk at all. The cream in the clear. No, I have nothing to say about that. I, I always go back to this. If anyone ever accused me of something that I did not do, you better believe I'd be screaming. And I don't care. Like, okay, let's say someone accused me of whatever. Taking steroids, whatever. I would be on every news channel saying I did not take steroids. Like, I, I would I would take every interview. I would go... Like, how come O.J. Simpson claims he wasn't guilty, but he wouldn't take the stand? Wouldn't it be very easy to say, oh, uh, I was at Jimmy John's from 11.15 to 11.20, uh, and then, you know, I was driving, I went to the gas... I mean, can't you just recount what you did if you're innocent? Like, why would you be afraid to do that? Right. It doesn't make sense. Like, if you're if you're really innocent, you shouldn't be afraid to give your side of the story. What's going on yeah. back there? Sam, do you no, have a, sorry, is that a plunger? I, uh, no, it's not a plunger. I forgot to uh, feed the dogs. I'm actually, the dogs are scraping, so I came over here and I'm throwing the Wow, water what, an, un, what and, an unprofessional uh, radio host Sam is, podcasting radio <laughs> host. Oh, I forgot to feed the what? dogs. I had to. I heard, scr- I heard scratching. So why don't you put your phone on mute? <laughs> Did he just hang up? No, he said shut up. I shut up. Could you imagine though if you're like I, I guess the things you talk about? <laughs> God, you are like unprofessional twenty four hours a day. You're, you are like you are the you look up unprofessional in a dictionary, it's a picture of you. <laughs> Apologize for Making sure dogs don't die of starvation and thirst. Yeah, but this this is all Ryan and I heard. Well, you know, Ryan, Ryan didn't say anything. It was just you. But this is what was going on. Uh, so, Ryan, you know, I think Barry, Barry Bonds should just admit if he did something wrong. Sam, Sam, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just putting one scoop at a time in my dog's bowl. Yep. What is that? Oh, three pebbles at a time. That's what it's... That's worth the noises you make, like, uh, just in life, like, in general, every day you make all these body noises. You're so observant of the littlest things. Nobody heard me scooping the pebbles. Ryan, could you hear something going on in the background? I heard something, but it didn't distract me. What if I just did this, Sam? Would you just not well, say anything? No one that? knows what that is. No one knows what that is. <laughs> Hey, remember, this is not a video, this is not a TV show, it's a podcast. You can't just make a random noise and assume you know what it is. <laughs> That's the new game. What no- this is weird how you make noises and assume people know what you're doing. I'm just gonna keep making. I'm just gonna keep making. I'm just gonna keep making random noises. Without any visual context, that some of those noises make no sense. Again, he doesn't get it, Ryan. Right now, I'm taking tape <laughs> off a tape. Uh, I think a tape. Well, good. That's good. Explain it from here on out when you do that. When you make a sound that you, right now, you right make now. this uh, indescribable sound, at least it, it, tell us what you're doing so we can hear some content. Here's the sound of scotch tape. You know, don't say, no, no one would know what scotch tape If you didn't say what it was, it would just be some stupid sound. Yeah, but you would just go, if, if you heard this, if you just heard this the whole podcast, you wouldn't say anything? And I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say anything. Well. <laughs> but again, it was it was for twenty seconds. It wasn't the whole podcast. You boys hungry? 
God. What did you, you just say? <laughs> I don't know. He just I, think, I, think, I, think, I think Ryan. I think Ryan called you a dipshit. No, that was you. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't me. Only, only you used the word dipshit. That's an old school insult. Not many people are still using the, the term dipshit. Yeah. yeah, you're a dipshit. That used to be a pretty popular insult, dipshit. You don't hear that that sure, much anymore. Yeah. Remember, me and Roger called you that in 1989. Yeah. <laughs> you and uh, your sandbox buddy. Yeah, Roger. The those two, ass in the sandbox. <laughs> those two slobs I remember singing the sandbox covered in sand. <laughs> Abe, go get me water. Cover, covered in sand. Give me water. <laughs> give me water for the moat. God, I'm like, what a dork. I should have taken a key. Disgusting sandboxes are, by the way. Yeah, it's it's really disgusting. I mean, that is gross. Like this, just this small like. Controlled area of sand that's just that that's filled with little kids. Yeah, and right. sand is really just light seen. colored dirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's sand isn't like some. It's not some like uh, you know. It's not like even a ball pit. Oh, it's ball disgusting. pits are the worst. No, I know a ball pit's disgusting, but at least you yeah, understand like the appeal. Like, oh, it's fun. There's you know, but a sand pit, like. There's nothing really magical or special about sand. I don't is know it that you could build? Sand. Is it that you could build piles of sand, like bigger piles of sand? Is that the appeal? I'm not sure. I, don't think, I, don't think, it's, I think it's like a sort of poor land. Wait, Sam, base is coming on. Let's act like we weren't just talking smack about him, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Base. Yeah. All right. Base. You know, we can start this podcast. Yeah, we've been. While you're talking trash about me, go ahead. No, I was going to say base. Anytime someone's on the podcast, we have to talk smack about them. Well, it seems to be the inevitable. And uh, Ryan actually mentioned when you weren't on that Woody, you know Woody, we used to work with him. He actually does a segment on his show where if anyone's not there for whatever reason, they just talk smack about them on the show. Like, that's an actual <laughs> segment. Like, they have imaging produced and everything for a segment called Talking Smack Behind Their Back. Which is a segment we've been doing for, for many years, but we just yeah. didn't have a name for it. well glad i could be that guy for this initial run with it well now the base is here uh, but to be honest base it it was like it was a light brush today we really got we didn't dig in too deep we were just yeah no we were just it was it was a minute minute maybe two and that was it how far do we get that dumb no no, it, no, nothing like it that. Was, honestly, it was, there wasn't even an insult. We were just confused as to why, it, it, no matter what time we start this, you're always 15 minutes late. Because whenever I'm early, whenever I'm early, it's about 20 minutes of Abe going, hold on, i got to test out the line. Go! Go! <laughs> <laughs> test out the line. Go! Let's test out the line. Mic check, mic check. They said might be one of the smartest things. Like that's that was the last thing I was expecting you to say, but that actually might be smart. Like you just figure if you stay fifteen minutes, everything will be up and running by then. Fifteen minutes. I can take. I can take a couple minutes. You guys talking trash around me, so we can get right into it. <laughs> you just want to get right into it, base, right? You're like you're like Mick Jagger. There's no time for a sound check for you. You want to walk exactly. on stage and start singing. Like, you know the Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan. This is like Mick Jagger. <laughs> the Wu-Tang Clan literally pulls up in their tour bus to the venue, 
as they're supposed to be on stage, they walk off the bus on the stage and start rapping. <laughs> they do no sound check. They do nothing. That's that's funny if you said basically like Mick Jagger. It is, we are almost like an old band. It's like, you know, an old rock band where when they started and they were young and hungry, they were together all the time, like before <laughs> and after the shows, like coming in together. Now we're all on separate buses. Like, we don't see each other, like, until we do this. And, like, Bates literally, like, gets off the bus and gets right on. No communication. <laughs> He's like Mick Jagger. Like, don't look, don't look Mr. Levy in the eye, whatever you do. That's yeah. a great analogy. It's like Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. They're feuding now. Steven Tyler saying Joe Perry's jealous of his country career. Like, if Aerosmith was to do a one-off, there would be no conversation until oh, no. literally... And, and, and you notice that Joe Perry is he's like trying to have Steven Tyler see him with other girls like he's hanging out with Johnny Depp hanging out with Ellis yeah. Cooper just the way that Steven Tyler was on American Idol doing his country album doing a solo right. album he you know Joe Perry's trying to get him jealous like it's like oh, I want Joe I want Joe but, back but see but like like Steven Tyler base knows when it's time to put the product out he is there he's professional yeah base you are a pro on. <laughs> you know what it is funny? That's nothing to do with any of us. Do you guys remember when we did our first show on Sirius on Howard 101? We would actually have meetings like before either the day before the show or the day of for like hours going over what we're going to talk about. Then it turned into like a, a email thread. Then it turned into like a texting thread. Then it just yep. turned into, oh, uh, you just bring your ideas as soon as the show starts and we'll, we'll, we'll put them together. I noticed, though, like, kind of taking it behind the curtain a little bit, it almost didn't matter how much prep we did. Because ultimately, Abe, you do, and this is not a knock at all, but you have things that I feel like no matter how much prep we did, we didn't even use most of that stuff. Because you, I think, work best when you just, like, riff based on whatever's on your mind. So it's like if we have all this planned content, we would, like, never get to any of it. We'd have segments that would sit there, like, in the can for weeks. Like, we would never touch them. And then we would really just have things we would talk. Mind. We would talk two hours about what happened on Abe's weight in the work instead of the stuff that we <laughs> <laughs> We were spinning our wheels like, trying, trying to develop content when really the best stuff was just... We're going we're gonna to get to all that, but first, let me tell you about what happened at my drive through on the way over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many shows started like that where we have so much to talk about today and like, but let me first talk about like the writing and then like... Three hours later, the show was over. Like, we still didn't even finish talking about the riding. Or we take every major story and just make it the douchebag power rankings for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> and now the number five douchebag is Steven Tyler for not letting yeah. Joe Perry be back in here. I said, Ryan, what's the story on Steven Tyler? And then you read the whole story. <laughs> number four on the douchebag power rankings, Hulk Hogan for wearing a bandana to court. Ryan, what's the story on Hulk Hogan wearing a bandana to court? <laughs> <laughs> that that by the way is hilarious to me hulk hogan has been wearing a black bandana to court and you would think that the hulkster like when he goes to the hall of fame ceremonies when he goes to a funeral that's his dress bandana the black bandana with a black sport coat um like a what are those shirts called ryan that those it's like a tight black like kind of um like an under armor shirt what would you call that material Oh, almost like a, uh, like a, like a rayon or, um, like a mesh, like a tight mesh. It's like a dry fit shirt. It's kind of like a, it's 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 like a, it's
kind of like a spandex almost. Oh, that's it. That's that's what I'm thinking. Spandex. Yeah. What were you saying, Base? I just like how we have to play like the whole game of uh, ad lib. Whatever Abe goes, what are those things called? And we all shout out answers. Play like, goes. Oh yeah, that's the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> I couldn't think. Spandex. <laughs> spandex is what I was thinking of. Yeah. And but that's like his dress outfit. But it turns out. That the judge actually ruled that he could only wear that kind of a bandana in court. Can you imagine that? A judge actually having to rule on that? I mean, which is hilarious. Like, that means that Hogan, what I'm thinking had to have happened was that Hogan was meeting with his lawyers. Like, they were probably doing some preliminary stuff. Sam, you have some legal background. I don't know how this works. But, like, Hogan, in my mind, Hogan said... Uh, can you guys ask the judge if I can wear my bandana? <laughs> so, a, so, like, a grown man had to ask another grown man to ask another grown man if he can wear a bandana. Uh, judge, judge, before we, judge, before we get to the $100 million lawsuit, we just want to go over a couple things. Uh, Terry would like to uh, be no, be referred to as Hulk during the, the trial, and he'd like to wear any colored bandana. Is that That's no problem, right? Uh, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll meet you halfway. We're not going to call him Hulk. He's got to go by Terrence Balea, but I will give you the bandana. It must be a muted color. I think it's funny for him. It's like, I think it speaks to how superficial he is. Like, he's in the middle of this, like, life-changing trial, this $100 million trial, and two things that were actually on his mind were being called by his fake wrestling name and wearing a bandana over his head. Like, I mean, what does that say? What, what, what do you think the judge thinks about you when you're that shallow? It's not well, like I'm sure, I'm sure before that even started when he was sitting down with his uh, lawsuit, he goes, "All right, for my entrance fee, what do we think? Yeah. Uh, Are we coming out to, to Voodoo Child or Real American?" Yeah, bro? Like the, the, the poor which, which bow, him which and he, I have wrapped around my neck. Uh, we're not maybe that black bandana probably yeah. No, no boas this week, Terry. Attorneys, attorneys spending hours trying to prep this guy, and, and you know, prep can go on for days, weeks, <laughs> and always thinking about guys. Did you find out about the bandana yet? Yeah. That's <laughs> all he cares about. Call me Hulk yet? Come on, brother. He doesn't care about anything else. Not even listen. They're like How Hulk. Many days is going to take until I go over. They're like, okay, Hulk, sir. We 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 have Bubba the Love Sponge pleading <laughs> the fifth. He will not testify. Ah, uh, cool, bro. Now, so you hear about the bandana yet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's honestly, it's like a little kid asking his mom to wear a cape shirt. <laughs> 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 Like, at some point, the mom's going to go, enough. Yeah. You can take your Superman cape off for math. Yeah. Put it on when you get Put home. Put it on when you get home, yeah. brother. But it's not like, I, I understand. If he if, if he was like a 45-year-old woman who had cancer and she wanted to wear a bandana, that's fine. I get it. Hulk Hogan has no reason to wear that bandana in court at all. There's zero reason. I mean, he can't even justify it. Like, brother. It should, it should just be a quick no. Do you think it's so that the jury sees him as Hulk? Because they don't want to see this old man with this, like, super far... Like, right now, all that's left is that bottom <laughs> ring. Like, the George Costanza ring that's just super long. <laughs> Died blood. Could you imagine... I mean, I love the Hulkster. I don't want him to block me on Twitter again, but could you imagine... When 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 he gets that hair dyed blonde, just the, how ridiculous that must look! Like he just has tin foil hanging from the back of his head. <laughs> God, I would I would pay money to see him getting that hair dyed. He's laying back in a in a chair for an hour, just like one of those barber robes on, just in a back room by himself, a tin foil hanging off his head. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you ever, do you ever see? Do you ever see how they painted on to that that tinfoil? Yeah. Like he yeah. only has one layer of really thin <laughs> strands of, of long hair coming up the back of his head. Could you imagine them paintbrushing that? I mean, it must it, it must take them about a minute and a half to get the dye on all that. Like and, normally, and he's, uh, he's adamant. You never see the great. You never see the great roots. I mean, he he must do it every other day. Do you yeah. think he does it himself? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it would probably be time. Like, it would be a lost time if he went somewhere every three days to have that done. So he probably has some set up at home where he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of life. A sixty-five-year-old man, all he's worried about is like. Dying his hair blonde, tan. <laughs> <laughs> I also I worried about like social security. Here's the other thing. I don't know if you guys social security. Thing. Yeah, that's the last thing he's thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I picture my dad. Like he, you know, he's just like a good guy. He just wants to take care of my mom. It's just like yeah. sit with the dog and watch Jeopardy and Hogan's like <laughs> making sure he's checking his car for his tanning goggles and like. <laughs> He's wearing a thong. He wears a thong in the tanning booth. Yeah. I've seen it. He wears yeah. a thong underneath everything. Yeah. And, and here was one of my favorite things. I don't know if you guys saw this. Before the trial started, and this is my fa- it's like my favorite and least favorite things about wrestlers. Hogan said, about to slam another giant, referring to Gawker. <laughs> like, why can't wrestlers just do uh, something like a normal human being? Just yeah. once. Just once. Just shut up. Just shut up. Just one thing to face this incredibly gigantic lawsuit. Not just for you, but like for the future of media. This is going to be the granddaddy of all trials, brother. God. Like, picture any other profession acting like that. Like an auto mechanic. Like, yeah, I'm about to give Gawker the best tune-up of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, only wrestlers have to act like such assholes. They do. God, like when you when you when you when you start when you join the industry, you just become like completely brain. You never like, turn it off completely. You never do. You never turn around. I mean, look at—he's in court and he has to stay in character. I mean, he has to. <laughs> he, he could I could I could I please stay in character? I don't want to break kayfabe in court, Your Honor. <laughs> Brother, if I have to do a job to Gawker. It better not be on camera. It better be a house. It better, it better be a house lawsuit, like a house house wrestling house show, brother. Can you imagine if you know the trial's over, they're like negotiating the finish. Like, yeah. I, I want to go down soft, brother. <laughs> I don't want to take the finish here. Like, I, yeah. I want to keep my integrity. Brother, even if I'm guilty, have them say I'm innocent, brother. <laughs> I'll sign a document that gives... Something? I need to re-re- I need to re-record the finish, brother. <laughs> We find Hulk Hogan guilty. All right, let's rerun that, brother. I didn't. <laughs> it's, it's fine for the it's fine for the legal doc, but yeah. just for the cameras, let's rerun it where I yeah. go over. Let me look at camera three, brother. That's my best angle. We find Hulk Hogan guilty. Oh, brother. Either way. What base? Can we still play real American either way? Yeah. I'm gonna go out brother, if 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 the if the people's court music plays, brother, after the trial, that's gonna put the judge over. I need my music to play, brother. I would love I would love to sit in that courthouse 
And because you could watch any trial, right? Isn't it legal to watch it? Like to, to go be in, into the courthouse? Yeah. Not all trials. A lot of trials are public. Some trials are private. I would love to have Real American on my phone and start playing it as soon as Hulk Hogan wins the trial. <laughs> that would be great. Right, you know, right, yeah. right. The, minute, the minute the gavel hits, you yeah. play it. Oh, my God! And you know when he used to play the belt? Like, he would play the belt, like an NWO title belt, like a guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he all he he grabs the nearest thing and it's a briefcase. And <laughs> <laughs> we find it's the, the actual sex tape. We find the defendant Terry Balea <laughs> not guilty. <laughs> You're doing the hands Hulk Hogan <laughs> not guilty. <laughs> he does a big point at Gawker. <laughs> you, know, you know what I would love to see? You know what I'd love to see? I was I was talking to one of you guys about how the timing is odd because I think this is a trial will be three and a half to four weeks. And that coincides with the date of WrestleMania. And you know a lot of times in wrestling, they bring real life into the ring. Like, they'll have like a wedding like in the middle of the ring or like, They'll, you know, just kind of negotiation in the ring. I would love for them to actually rule on the verdict in the ring at WrestleMania. Oh, like God. they bring the courtroom there. How awesome would that be? Well, you're not the only one. Hogan <laughs> would love that. Oh, he, oh I'm yeah. sure that was something he actually pleaded for. Like, could, we, yeah. could we actually make sure the verdict is ready and do it at WrestleMania? Yeah. In front of 102,000, brother. I was yeah. there in the Pontiac Silverdome when it was 92,000, and we're going to break that record with this verdict. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, he would give up the $100 million lawsuit to be at WrestleMania. Sorry, brothers. Can't do it. Uh, let's just call it a wash. <laughs> he, would, he, he, would, he would give that up to come out at WrestleMania like and kiss Vince McMahon's brothers. ass. <laughs> Vinnie Mac called. I'm gonna. All right, Terry. I got something figured out for Mania. I want you to kiss my ass. All right, brother. No problem. <laughs> no, maybe you didn't hear me. I want you to kiss my ass. Uh, so uh, you gonna you gonna put me on Southwest again, brother? How are we gonna? How am I? How am I gonna get to Dallas? Wait a minute, Terry. You didn't hear me. I said I want you to kiss my ass. Okay, I'll see you there, brother. You're going to put me on Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> what was I watching? Imagine, real quick, just imagine what a day in the court, like a full eight-hour, nine-hour day of Hogan sitting in one chair. He's got to sit there <laughs> in a room full of people watching that grainy sex tape where he's like, you know. I feel like I a pig, like brother. A pig. <laughs> like, he, that has to, he has to leave there on yeah. a suicide watch, right? And the question you know, is, are like, they are they going to get to the N word stuff where he spent nine like nine minutes just saying the N word over and over? Right, are they going right, to get to that part? Right. <laughs> they I mean, should make just be awful for him. Yeah, now we will play Terry's sex tape for all of you. <laughs> you <know>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I feel like a pig right now, brother. I can't believe we're doing this. That was really cool. That's uh, that's what he was saying in the sex tape. Oh, that was really cool, brother. You're you're really cool, brother. Heather Clem. He calls her brother. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe we just did that, brother. 
I just, I, I just ate like a pig. <laughs> Who says that? No, 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 that was really cool. That was really cool of you. <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> that slob Bubba the Love Sponge is just watching in his room, playing with himself. Yeah, yeah, Terry, do her, do her like I can't do her, Terry. Terry, do her like I can't do her. Do her like I can't do her, Terry. Do her like I can't do her. And you know when when Hogan was saying that he feels like a pig, it's not like Bubba never said that before. Like he, anytime she he, she would have sex with Bubba, it's like he just got done eating like a, a can of chili or something. Uh, yeah, feel, that, that's com- that's common for player that house. Yeah, she's used to that. Uh, t- uh, Heather, I'm really I don't know if we should have sex. I just ate a huge can of chili. I mean, I'm sure she feel probably like a asked him to say that just so she felt comfortable. That's probably what she's used to <laughs> Probably the N-word, too, because you're in Florida. Yeah. She's like, I need you to use yeah. the N-word and keep saying you're a pig. Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's, that's the only way I can get That's the only way I get wet, Terry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been, I've been with Bubba this long. It's the only way I can get off. <laughs> All right, brother, whatever you need. Even, I wasn't even racist until I met Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just ate like pigs. I can't believe it. Feel like a real, I feel like a true slob right now. <laughs> feel like feel it right here coming up on my throat, like I'm about to puke. That was really cool of you, though. That was really cool. I can't believe we did this. That was super cool. You're awesome, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> Holy crap! You know when she was when she was a little girl, probably. Watching Hulk Hogan wrestle The Rock or something. Did she ever think she'd be having sex with Hulk Hogan? And then that would be the conversation. <laughs> what a horrible, what a horrible, like, she couldn't have been expecting that. Well, no. Obviously not. No, no, you're right. That obviously not when she was a little yet. girl watching Hogan <laughs> wrestle Andre the Giant. I'm sure, though, when, when little Heather Clem was sitting there holding her Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy, watching Saturday <laughs> Night's main event, him fighting the big boss man in a steel cage. You know, she was probably a little Hulkamaniac. Oh, yeah. Thinking, she had big dreams. She was going to be CEO one day. She was going <laughs> to, you know, change the world. <laughs> and her legacy is that she got plowed by Hogan while saying he was a pig. <laughs> 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 Can't believe we did this, brother. I just feel like a real cool. pig. <laughs> that was cool of you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> totally cool. You know, though, like Bubba, I think when she was with Bubba, he was like uh, really huge, like um, like 400, 350 pounds. You know, when she was hanging out with Bubba and Hulkster, she's probably thinking, I would love to ride the Hulkster someday. For oh, I wonder, sure. what, I wonder what he could do to me. Brother, I'll, I'll flip you inside yeah, out. Bubba, that Hogan is like a Donovan. That's what I'm saying. Like, she was probably so excited to get something like the Hulkster, and then it was and just really, back to status quo with the pig talk. And, but, but, and Hogan was probably out of line. I mean... Hogan's looking at this, you know, hot young young woman, and he's feeling out of place calling himself a pig. But really, <laughs> if he just thought about it for two seconds, like there was no need for him to apologize. Yeah, she, that's the greatest looking physique she's seen in a long time. All all he has to do is think about the guy up in the window jerking off watching them. <laughs> the, guy, the guy the guy in the basement watching the the grainy video and jerking I, I off. Picture it like remember in Wayne's was it Wayne's World Two when Benjamin 
made a new Wayne's World in that studio, and he was yeah. up in the rafters watching. <laughs> yeah, that's how I picture Bubba. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Do her, do her, Hulkster. Do her like I the do her the way I can't do her. Do her the way I can't do her. Turn her around, Hulkster. Turn her around. I can't get that angle. <laughs> Uh, now, now, fast forward to me being blocked by Hulk Hogan on Twitter again. After all that yeah, good work, after all that good work I did getting him to unblock me, <laughs> you know this. I, I, the reason why he originally Sorry, blocked me had to do a one love brother AJ. <laughs> one love AJ. <laughs> I love how Hulk Hogan's initials are also Hail Hitler. After all oh, the yeah. N word stuff, and he oh, signs yeah. everything AJ. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But you know what? Wait, wait. R- really quick though, on that trial. I think it's ridiculous that that sex tape, like Gawker's defense is that, well, he's bragged about his sex life for years. So we could, it was was part of the story, brother. You, you should not legally be able to post. I don't care who it is. I don't care if they're in the public eye. He didn't like Kim Kardashian made a sex tape to be put out. Like she made it so that like, I, I, that's fine because, and you notice None of the other sex tapes have ever went to trial like this. They always settle out of court, and that's because they're all making money off them. Yeah, they yeah, made deals. Really they got filming somebody without their consent. I mean, this is very different than than um, Kim Kardashian or um, Vera Abraham. I mean, this was yeah. some perverted couple taking advantage of some guy who was in a weird mental state. No, no, Hogan. Um, they're they're saying no, 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 no. That's no, it wasn't. Hogan was in on it on the sex <laughs> tape. Uh, Bubba claims that a guy that he used to work with, Spice Boy, took the tape and made it release it to the public. So, really, Bubba, w- w- first of all, if it was just a tape between those three, why did he have the tape oh, at his? Why did Bubba have the tape at his office? Like Hogan knew. No, hold on, hold on. The three of them. Why are they recording? Well, it's probably so Bubba could jerk off or something. But I, but I well, think Hogan. Like, if you're not going to have the, if, if the tape isn't going to be used for other people to. See. Did we lose base? Hello. I think we might have base either. I'm here. Oh, oh okay. No, but base, base. People make sex tapes all the time just for their, themselves. I mean, but, but guys, I, I, I honestly think the defense. I think Hogan's saying that he didn't know he was being recorded. Oh, he didn't even know he was being recorded at all. Right. Even if he was, hey, though. Hey, if, you, hey, if you thought this whole time he knew he was being recorded, you think he would have said the N word fifty times? Oh, that's true. Yeah. If he knew no, he was being I, recorded? I think, I think that's his defense. But, but Abe, to your point, I think even if he did know, without his consent, no one has a right to publish that. that that's what I'm saying. Exactly. No, ma- no matter what, I don't care what the situation is. No one has the right to take a private sex tape. I don't care if it's Obama, Tom Cruise. I don't care who it is. You can't take someone's sex tape and make it public even and make money. Even a porn star. Even, even someone who does that for a living. Yeah. If they don't sign off on it, you can't post a private recording of somebody. Yeah, like if Jenna Jameson no. makes a tape tonight, I can't take it and make money off it without her consent. It doesn't matter totally. if she's made other sex tapes. Correct. So it's just funny what Gawker's saying. Well, he bragged about his sex life for years, so we have the right as journalists. You're not journalists. You're trying to make money off it. So yeah, if Gawker he, is a very scummy organization, and I, I would hope, you would you watch your sex tape with Obama in it? Oh, of course I would. <laughs> you wouldn't, base <laughs> base. I've been on record saying I would watch a sex tape with you in it. You don't think I'd watch it with Obama? Oh, that's true. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on record multiple times saying I would love to see a base sex tape. Oh, that'd be even better. 
That'd be great. A Hillary and Bill Clinton sex tape? What's that like? Hey, put this cigar in. You and your cigars, Bill. <laughs> you pervert. When he, says it, when he says it, like the audio, like the camera's covered when he says put the cigar in, so you think he's talking about her, but then the camera comes into focus and it's him bent over. <laughs> and then you see she's wearing a then you see she's wearing a strap on also the cigars aren't hitting the spot anymore Hillary we need a little something a little more powerful the cigars aren't hitting the spot <laughs> uh, we, we, we have six minutes left in the show gentlemen so I just want to mention a couple last things um, I have two quick bathroom stories that happen at the same time, okay? Lovely. At work, base, is this not true? At work, aren't there always mops and buckets outside of the bathrooms? Yes, there is, actually. And they're not doing any work, right? Ever. No. Like, in other words, if you go to Walmart and there's a mop by the door and a sign, it usually means not to go in there because they're cleaning the bathroom. Right? Yeah. Okay, so at work... There's always at least a mop, a loose mop, a broom. There's always something by the door. So there was a mop and a bucket by the door. So I walked in the bathroom, and the lady was in there. She's like, you didn't see the sign at the door? And I said, oh, sorry. Like, it's, Is it my fault that normally there's a mop there and no one inside cleaning? Like, now I'm supposed to, like, this time I was supposed to guess that you actually were cleaning the bathroom? So, anyways, not that, just that, but who clean who cleans the bathrooms like in the morning? You yeah, it's like five o'clock. Everybody's gone gone home for the day. Exactly, they clean the bathrooms at like ten thirty in the morning or eleven o'clock in the morning. Hmm. So, anyways, that led me to go to the, upstairs to the other bathroom, and there was a guy at the urinal, a guy in the stall, and then me at the other urinal. The guy at the one urinal farted, <laughs> and the guy in the stall who was taking a dis- like he was like. <laughs> Like it was loud, and I'm not making that up. He, he so he was super loud, dropping in the bath in the toilet while we were in there. And when the guy next to me at the urinal farted, the guy in the stall said, "Dude, I can't make this up. I can't make this up." He was making more disgusting noise, just dropping that deuce. It was so gross, and then. The guy next to me at the urinal farted, and then the guy in the stall said, Dude. I mean, I was just shocked. Like, I was shocked. Like, what? You're offended by the guy outside who just farted, and you're just, like, destroying the whole bathroom? All right, and the last thing I want to... Dude. He's like, Dude. <laughs> Dude, that's decency. Yeah, like he was he was so grossed out. Meanwhile, he's just what he's doing in that bathroom. I don't even want to see. It probably looks like you took like a shovel full of wood chips and just threw it in when he walks out. You ever see toilets that look like that? It just looks like a shovel full of wood chips left over. <laughs> I feel like I talk about Leonard Skinner a lot, but this, this is just... wait, hold on. Dude, you just said I have two bathroom stories, which you have every week. I hope. Brian, and you follow that up with the Leonard Skinner. I've never story. heard you talk about Leonard Skinner. Maybe this is a bathroom story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that, that, the, the two, that was the two bathroom stories. The first was no, the lady I, with the mop. I, and- 
I understand that, but it's funny that you have no problem saying I have some bathroom stories, which you have every week, and then follow that up with I feel like I talk about Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a really strong showing of the clothes. <laughs> well, you really say you really saved the heavy heavy ammo for the end. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we we have All a hard right, out. Hit me, hit me with a, hit we me have with a hard. We have a hard. <laughs> we have a hard out today of seven p.m. So I'm, I'm running out of time. Um, yeah, yeah. No, guys, this is important. Ronnie Van Zant was the genius lead singer of Leonard Skinner, who wrote all the hits. Okay, he was in the band thirteen years and died. He wrote every single hit. Okay, his brother Johnny Van Zant has I think, not. I, I just, I, real quick, I, I think genius might be uh, that might be a stretch. But well, he has tons singer, of he has tons of hits. Good singers. Good singer. I don't know about genius, but go ahead. Genius for that genre of music. Yes, it is. Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. Sweet Home. How many people sing Sweet Home Alabama? If you could get that many people yeah. to sing it, you are a, a okay. lyrical right. genius. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're, maybe you're right. Okay. Now, his brother, Johnny Van Zant, who just got the job because he was his brother, has now been in the band almost 30 years. So, more than double <laughs> the time Ronnie was in the band, Johnny's been in the band. You know how many hits Johnny's written or songs that you would know? Zero. Now, okay. Why? Like, what other songs behind Sweet Home Alabama have they come out with? What other songs do Leonard Skinner have? Yeah, Freebird, That Smell, uh, Simple Man. Uh, there's tons of them. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of the song That Smell. I've Ooh, that smell! Can't you smell that smell? Ooh, that smell! The smell of that's around you. You know, it actually is a good song, but it's just funny. Genius. You know, genius. hits like, you know, genius lyrics like, that smell. <laughs> so, the story, so the story was that, no, I'm not that done Ronnie yet. had hits and Johnny doesn't. No, I was, so there was a Leonard Skinner <laughs> okay. concert from 2015 on, there's some MTV, I don't know if it was regular MTV or one of the other MTVs. And yeah, probably MTV Live. They used to be called Palladia, now it's MTV Live. Oh, was that Palladia now? Yeah. They oh, that's what it was. Uh, okay. They, they, MTV Live used to be Palladia. Now it's MTV Live. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I was wondering what happened to Palladia, yeah. and then I'm like, wait, why do I? Have that's, this? that's the real story. Yeah. Wait, so Palladia is now MTV Live? That's weird. Is Palladia yeah, they, owned they, by MTV? They rebranded. Yeah, they always have been. They rebranded. Oh, that's that makes more sense actually. I'd actually rather watch a channel called MTV Live because I know what it is. Um, so anyways, so in 2015, they played Freebird, and on the screen behind him had candles for all the dead members of Leonard Skinner, and it had a candle that said, Ronnie, a candle. There were, I'm not joking, like 15 candles. So that means now certain instruments were in the third generation of death. Like, this is like the third guy who played the bass. The third guy who played tambourine and their candles were behind. I mean, would you want to be yeah, in at that? Some point, are you, at some point, are you are you are you still in a skinner or are, are you now a cover? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. There's no. There's only one original member left in the band, and there's only two members left who played with Ronnie Van Zant. All the rest of them are like yeah. the third piano player, the seventh drummer, like and and all. It, it was just it was a weird visual to see Johnny Van Zant singing in front of all these candles with names during Freebird is when Freebird first started they only had one candle now they have like 30 candles so why would you why would you ever want to be in Leonard Skinner 
because you know you're going to die. It's going to be a horrible death. And, and, and you also know the band's going to continue on no matter what. Like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Whether it's considered as, like, Menudo. Like, it's never going never gonna to stop. Honestly, like, what? Yeah. At, at some point, Johnny Van Zant's going to die. You think they're going to stop the band? Yeah. No. That, there's, that's yeah, Johnny. Another, another, you find another, another warm cup holder. That's Johnny's son, stuff. Reggie. Reggie, he looks like Johnny. <laughs> he sounds like him. If you close your eyes, you'd think it is Johnny. The new lead singer, third singer of Leonard Skinner, uh, the, the nephew of Ronnie. This is Reggie Van Zant. All right, everyone. Uh, I, before we get uh, before I, we end this show today, this is for all the fallen members. My dad, Johnny Van Zant, my uncle, Ronnie, my uh, original drummer, Keith, the second drummer, Taylor, the third drummer, Michael, and uh, recently lost, I want to dedicate to the fourth drummer, Leonard Skinner, Barry. Uh, Barry, rest in peace. He just passed away last week. Uh, this one's called Freebird. <laughs> Yeah, when there, when there are more candles on stage than members on stage, <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably a sign the power, of the power of three. <laughs> it makes you think, like, would anything ever make you stop the Like, obviously nothing will get them to stop. There's no members right. left. Certain, Like I said, certain instruments. Three guys have died playing that instrument. I mean, enough already. Yeah. And, and, and Johnny Van Zant, I've said this many times, he doesn't even sing the songs. He he he'll he'll start out this will be like big wheel come on come on he always has the crowd <laughs> sing the whole song sweet home Ella come on come on where the skies awesome come on go sweet home I- it, it is weird that 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 a band and I know we're we're up against the, the heart out here but it is weird that a band is the only thing that could really like imagine in ten years someone's doing the Abe Cannon show it's Danny Gaga his cousin <laughs> the closer uh, Joe Gaska. <laughs> Uh, that one roommate you lived with in Wrigleyville. Yeah, Arturo. Name? Arturo. Arturo. And doing the Ace Cannon show. Not one member left. But, but, and no one would listen to that. No offense to those guys, but like... But they would just call They would just call it the Danny Gaga show. They wouldn't... Yeah. There's no reason to call it the Ape. It, it's like Leonard Skinner. Johnny's like, thanks for helping keep the right, Leonard Skinner... The point that what if they did call it the Ace Cannon show? Then it's, well, yeah. But it's funny how Johnny Van Zandt said... Thanks for helping keep Leonard Skinner music alive. Like he's he's pretty much admitting that it's not his music. Yeah, it's Ronnie's oh. music. I mean, Ronnie died. For, actually, you know, Ronnie died forty years ago because they went ten years without even being together. They went. He That's died. Incredible. He died in seventy seven. They reformed in eighty seven, and now this guy has been the singer for thirty years. So there was ten years where there was no band. So forty years since he died, and now we're we're. You know, twenty candles. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. All right, fellas. Talk to you next week. I'm trying to find a, a new Leonard Skinner song to end things with, but I can't find one of their hits, so we'll we'll just holler next week. <laughs> cool. All right, later, All right. gentlemen. Later. The Danny Gaga. Hey. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Gaga <laughs> out. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later. Thank you, Abe. For all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.